0: the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing, this is World of Wonders' WOW Report. Things that make us go wow.
1: Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the WOW Report on Radio Andy, where we count down the top 10 things from the past week that made us go wow. Wow! <laughs> uh, I'm Fenton Bailey, co-founder of World of Wonder. I'm joined by our Chief Creative Officer, Tom Campbell. Hello, Fenton and the lovely James St. James. Editor- Hello, darling. And we have, today we have three, not one, but three very, very special guests. Uh, in no particular order, James DeSantis, hey. Mel Maria, and Garrett McGee, better known as the Manscapers from World of Wonders, Backyard Envy, which is returning to Bravo for season two from next Tuesday, August 4th, 10 p.m. Welcome, guys. Thank Hi. you.
2: For
3: us.
1: Let's start with the countdown. Number 10.
2: Number 10.
1: It's the Manscapers. Yay. Hi, everything there is to know
2: about this new season of Backyard Envy. It's in second season.
4: Yep. Bravo.
2: You sh- how long ago did you shoot it? Well, tell uh, us everything. Come on. It's been uh, over a year now.
4: That's it? No, we wrapped yeah. a year ago. We wrapped a year.
2: Near. Started last April, yeah. so it's been a so year. Do you not wearing masks? No one's no one's beautiful face is covered. <laughs> no, Wait, thank you mean, God. You
0: literally finished. You finished filming a year ago, and then it's been sitting in the can since then. Is that no, been driving you crazy?
5: We finished like in September filming, and then we did pickups until like. January. And then we were still doing audio interviews until like April, I think. So it's it's been done for a minute for sure. It's not a live but, um,
2: stream, James. It's a television show. <laughs> it's produced and edited. Plus there's a lot of CPI now. Oh, I, I
5: I don't care. We're you know, we're just impatient now.
2: <laughs> no, but I I love that your show comes out in the summer. I think that's the, the thing everybody loves. It's kind of a great burst of green and and it makes you feel like and it is it's nostalgic now because it's new york in the summer when you could walk around and see people and do things i know
3: and honestly it couldn't come at a better time because everybody wants to redo their outdoor space now like every oh i'm sure (laughs) yeah everyone wants to be in their backyard create a little staycation moment Mm -hmm. so i think it'll be good (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, now if you if you started filming again for season three, what do you think it would look like, and how would you do it?
5: Well, Ooh.
0: you guys thought about this.
5: I yeah. think you guys would you guys would be better to answer that question, right?
4: I mean, we have thought about it. Like, we lost James to LA in November of last year. Um, we've stuck it out in New York, and we've you know expanded our business. But if we did film. Um, We could do fall or winter in L.A. and all three of us there. Um, We could do that. I don't know the logistics of filming right now, what that would look like. But we would definitely, you know, move ourselves to L.A. and give it a try.
1: You know, during this COVID time, why is gardening such a a thing? Why does it why why do people suddenly want to garden? I think people want to feel like really active and like they're at least
5: doing something, but also like checking off something on their checklist. Like, oh, I, I, I work today, but I outside, learned how to make you know? sourdough
0: bread. I feel alive and you feel yeah. connected again, but you aren't exerting yourself too much and you aren't totally. interacting with other people. and you're able to just get outside i mean i think people are tired of being cooped
3: up inside so it's like how do i get outside and how do i do it safely Mm -hmm. and beautify my space
4: it's a lot of parents reaching out to us right now being like oh my god i can't spend another day inside with my kids how do i get them out um so it's, it's been a lot of parents reaching out to us this past like two to three months. And we're trying to help everyone and and help them figure out a situation um, that works for them. Because typically like the the work that we do is super high end if that is fair to say. And right now everyone's being a little bit timid about the money that they wanna spend. So we've had to adjust the way that we work and the way that we approach stuff. And we're definitely taking on um, smaller projects right now for the sake of just like helping people um, get anything that's going to make their life better.
3: But I will say the client list of needs and requests is getting so long that they're like, "There's not that much space to do everything that you want." They're like, "We want a uh-huh.
0: play area. We want an adult area. We want a vegetable area. Like, we want an office. Place. A gym. <laughs> a gym." <laughs> okay. But is it something that, that parents can do with their kids? Is it? I mean, it, can you assign your kids jobs in the garden and things? I do.
4: I do. For you do. She you,
0: walks. You, you and, yeah, It look the little rug rat there. <laughs>
4: this, this little one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I love um, that she's
1: got headphones on in case we're using rude words. I'm assuming that's what yeah, that's yeah.
4: about. <laughs> it's more that we're gonna bore her, so she puts her headphones
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> you may get asked this all
2: the time, and it may be tacky, but that's why I'm here. But like, what if I had to go out today and buy? Living in California, and buy just like one backyard plant or is there a is there a hot plant an indoor outdoor give me some some tips of what i should be looking for because i get a little overwhelmed well what should i do well
3: i mean you're on the west coast so we always love like a beautiful agave blue agaves they're gorgeous super simple um but my favorite indoor plant right now is the ficus audrey which is Sort of like the fiddle leaf ficus. You've seen those, those really trendy plants that have been trendy for like four years. Yeah. But it's much easier to keep alive. Like people always kill those fiddle leaf ficus trees. The cousin of that plant, the, the ficus audrey, has more of like a
2: velvety leaf, and it's really beautiful and much easier to keep alive. I think Is, it's is really it hardier? Hard. Because I've killed... So many yeah. fighting trees in my college years, I can't tell you. Well,
0: Much I'm less- a little nervous of a, a plant called Audrey in your house because
1: <laughs> <laughs> we all know how bad that can go. Right? That's a little show of horrors, right? Doesn't the plant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Watch out. I was just reading a piece actually from the Rutgers University professor, Joe Flagler, who says, To remember, let's remember plants are non judgmental. Except for the ficus surgery, right? <laughs> so I was
2: pregnant, but I was going to ask what's new this season. But clearly, man-eating plants are what people can look <laughs> forward to uh, on this uh, new season uh, of Backyard
1: yeah. Envy on Bravo's Tuesday night. Those of your kids, just feed them to the plants, right? <laughs> um, yeah. so that Backyard Envy returns to Bravo season two next Tuesday, August fourth, ten p.m. All right, um, Tom number nine, James number nine. <laughs>
0: Number nine. That's me. number nine. You know, we lost a lot of people this last week, and um, we're going to have to talk about them at a certain point. I think later on in the show, we'll list all of them. But one of the people that we lost was Olivia de Havilland, one of the lost dames of the Golden Age of Hollywood, uh, the last surviving cast member of Gone with the Wind. And she was somebody that I never really liked at all. I sort of hated her. She was—I thought she was a namby pamby little goody-goody little mewling kitten—and I just wanted to throttle her. I just hated her. But <laughs> having said that, there, there's a little Olivia 101 that I want to give to to the listeners out there. Ask.
2: Is that because of her character on *Gone with the Wind*? Are you? Are you?
0: Yeah, Melanie. I just, I just despise oh, that Melanie. just one part. Yeah, I mean- but I think for most of her her oeuvre, she always plays a good goody goody girl, or maybe a good girl turned bad, or whatever. But the one that I wanted to talk about very quickly was um, *Lady in a Cage*, which is a '60s horror film <laughs> yes. that she did. And she plays this sort of grand dame who has a a mansion that has an elevator that goes up and down between the floors. And it's sort of like a birdcage. And one night she's in the birdcage descending to the first floor and there's an electrical outage. And she's stuck dangling like 14 feet above the floor. And she has twisted her ankle so she can't jump out. And she's trying to alert the, get push this button She's throwing throwing shoes at this button to alert the police that she's, you know, in trouble. And she hits the button and the police don't hear it, but a bunch of a gang of juvenile delinquents that's roaming the streets find finds out and they break into the house and they proceed to just terrorize her. Yeah, yeah. Tom? Wow. Oh, and they they're like they're dangling from the cage and they're grabbing at her ankles and she's screaming and they're screaming and it's like for an hour and a half they just proceed to psychologically torment this woman and it is so good and if you get a chance to watch it's um James Khan's first movie uh he's like the, sort of this young hairy shirtless uh ruffian and he's one of the he's the main tormentor and so if you're gonna do gone if you're gonna do a gone with the wind not if you aren't going to do Gone with the Wind, then start with Lady in a Cage and work your way back to uh, Robin. James, Hood.
2: Why do I imagine you every morning now waking up by throwing your shoe at like the alarm? <laughs>
0: well, I get into my giant gilded cage and descend it up and down in my
1: studio apartment. Uh. <laughs> Interesting fact, James. Men in Tights, Robin Hood, Men in Tights yes, was really by you know, Evan Chandler and Geordie Chandler. Geordie Chandler being famous for the boy who had the affair with Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. Oh, Him and his dad wrote Men in Tights. Wow. wow. And All right. hands, we, we've gone with some from <laughs> All right. Number eight. Number eight. I don't think we've yet come to terms with how our lives are going to have changed in a COVID world. But I was thinking about, like, I was reading an article about how uh, drive-in movie theaters, for example, that were like on the way out, basically extinct, and now back. I uh,
4: think Night
1: trains, overnight trains. You know, people now don't wanna fly and they're gonna take overnight trains. And then other things is very, very bad. And for the manscapes, I wanna ask you about ball pits. Do you ever get asked to install a ball pit? Because it seems like the ball pit has reached the end of a road end of the road as a thing.
4: Wait, a ball pit.
1: Like at like McDonald's. The ball pit is the thing at like them. Like party. at McDonald's. Yes. Yeah, play Things play. that you jump in filled with plastic objects. Yes. That does sound she like this is
4: a
5: question for Lucia.
4: She has one at her grandma's house, a ball pit.
5: But for any really?
4: anytime we have a like I said, we have a lot of parents asking us to do work. And anytime a parent um, someone, uh, uh, a thing for my kid, a vegetable garden, a swing set. We're always like, okay, but we're going to order a really cheap one and we're going to throw it away very soon. <laughs> we don't want to commit a lot of space to like ugly bullshit like that. Uh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I have a kid so I can say that I buy her real cheap stuff so that I know that it's going to go away soon. So ball pits. Yes. Um, permanently
0: no <laughs> but wouldn't it all be like a, like a big covid sticky like i just feel like like the more, yeah, visit, the more germy it's going to get yeah. the three
4: have a that's it's,
0: why you keep your own private do one. kids to- right okay oh, i i, I did to your point that now that the drag queens have started doing dr- shows at drive in theaters and people drive in stay in their car and the drag queens just walk around the cars and collect tips but they don't actually like interact with them and they just roll their window down a little bit to give it to them
1: yeah it's amazing like how great it is going to be for drive ins you know and i keep on thinking about those mcdonald's play spaces that they have at their rest- they're closed and i don't yeah. think they'll ever reopen and the ball pit industry is trying to think how they're going to come back <laughs> i've <have> two things to share. personal <laughs> they, ball they, pit <laughs>
3: <laughs> they don't invented like the drive ins like Drag shows cute, movies cute, but I've seen DJ setups where people are having full-on like dance parties inside their car. I'm not- oh, isn't that how the chain smokers got in yeah. trouble? Yeah, and the
6: Hamptons. I don't- yeah, I don't. So, I can't do it. Blake, do you have a do you have a question for us? I do have a question. It's a little tie-in with when with when the manscapers were talking about more people spending time in their backyard, and you talking about covid's unforeseen consequences so what famous toy made by whammo that debuted in 1961 has seen a huge sell spike of 180 percent since april
0: oh I, I know what this is okay right,
1: all right you're listening to the wow on radio andy we'll have the answer for you right when we come back after the break i will just tell you drag race uk's cheryl Hole. Welcomes two former Pussycat Dolls, Kimberly White and Ashley Roberts, on this week's Girl Group Gossip podcast, which you can find wherever you find your podcast. New episodes up every Thursday. All right, we'll be right back after the break. It's the WOW Report on Radio Andy. You're listening to World
0: of Wonders, WOW Report, things that make us go wow. All
1: right, welcome back to the WOW Report. I'm Fenton, uh, here with Jameson James and Tom Campbell. And the three manscapers, James, uh, James, Mal, and Garrett. Uh, Your new season begins next Tuesday, August 4th. It's very exciting. Uh, Blake, you had a question for us before the break, right?
6: Yeah, I'm talking about people spending more time in their backyard and unforeseen COVID consequences. This toy made by wham that debuted in 1961 has seen a huge sales spike of 180% since April. What is it? I know this, I know this.
0: sticks. What do no. you think? What do you think, Ben?
1: Cheer pads.
0: No. no. Yeah, I, can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah. Slip and slide. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I, I read the same article that you did. They're sold out <laughs> everywhere. I really? would like to have one when I was little. <laughs> I think they, I think like they scraped my my
6: belly button or something, and like my mother. No, would I, have think, I think there's a complaint that the plastic is way too short, and you end up skidding halfway the oh ground. Yeah, gone. yeah.
3: So it went <laughs> footage of toilet paper, then hair clippers, now slipping flex. Yep, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got it but not pulpits. Not <laughs> <a ball pit. laughs> All right, we're getting into something <laughs> that made us go, wow, we've reached number seven.
2: Number seven. Uh, James uh, said it uh, earlier. Uh, we have lost a lot of really big people, this week, big names, and they're all very important, and I'm not trying to pay m- more attention to one or the other, but one that really touched me, somebody that brought me a lot of joy. When I heard he passed, he's old, and I wasn't surprised, but Regis Philbin passed away this week, so I loved the Regis and Kathy Lee. That show was on for 15 years. They kind of invented a genre of daytime television. Um, I love them both. Regis was a prince, Reg, and I just I was it was like warm memories filled again. It was like not that it's ever a good time to die, but it wasn't it was surprised because was his age. But I just thought like. Very few people have made me laugh and smile as much as Regis Philbin has. Do you guys have any memories or thoughts about Regis? Oh, my God.
3: You know, something I just heard recently from Kathy Lee, she said that they actually invented what modern-day reality TV is, which I found <laughs> very interesting, because they would literally just talk about their lives. Oh, yeah. Because they would come to the set, and they would just talk about what they did yesterday, and they would just
4: literally
0: talk about their lives i think, yeah, I think that's a little sad. i mean she was she was the queen of oversharing i remember that she would talk about cody and cassidy and it was just shocking that these kids had to grow up with their mom just blabbing about every bowel movement and hangnail that they had it was you know but i, re- I just I always remember coming home from after hours clubs in the 80s and turning on the tv and that's how i would sort of go to sleep was that I would watch Regis and Kathy Lee, and then there would be a Love Boat episode right afterwards, and that's that my eighties, right? In a nutshell, <laughs> but um, I think that you that they were saying that nobody that he was he had m- logged in more hours on TV than any live
2: television of live television, yeah. He had and the- of course he had Millionaire, and he had you know, he had a long career. He's like Betty White, fifty years. But it was those Regis and, and he, Regis and Kelly was great too. But Regis and Kathy Lee, you know. Uh, I worked in daytime around that time, and it was it was super special. And they'd make you laugh and get you angry. And uh, he was he was a special guy. I have found out through some. This is the you know Regis lived in a world of of before we were so divided. But I think he's a big Republican, maybe a Trump fan. But I'm not going to. I think they're friends. Don't, what? That. Don't. I think
5: they're it. friends because Regis lived in Palm Beach too. Yes. But everyone was friends with Trump because when he
2: was yeah. when he was just a billionaire. Like it's my, it's it's the political stuff that bothers me, but you know,
0: back in the early days, he was always, you know, shocking. And
5: aren't most 88 year olds Republicans? I guess, come on, when you're 88, it's like,
0: you know, well, especially when you're, you're he's probably in that tax bracket where it benefits him, so god bless, you
2: know, whatever. I feel like without Regis, there wouldn't be the view, there would, yeah, a lot, a lot of the. At the, the the comfort and joy that that show because the thing I'll say about Daytime is there was a tribute on live with Brian uh, and Kelly and it wasn't very good like there weren't great clips you can't really necessarily in sound bites or little clips sum up what Regis gave you because it was the continuity it was the friendship it was the long stories with the silly endings and, and, it, and it is that kind of television that's companionship television and I'm just lonely enough <laughs> with, 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 with with Very
1: important to me then, very important to me now. Rest in power, Regis, right? Um, yes. Number six, Jane. Number six.
0: Um, I watched a documentary on HBO called Showbiz Kids uh, about child stars, uh, and it's by Alex Winter from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure who knows a thing or two about being a child star. But it's sort of like, it's the history of child stars and the problems they face, and it's all the stuff that we know. But it's interesting because it starts off with baby Peggy, who died in February. I, we, we talked about her on the show, where she was the last remaining um, silent movie star. And she started her career at age two in 1920, 100 years ago. And by 1924, she was a has-been. So for the last 96 years, she's been a Hollywood has been and like hasn't been able to book a job. And she's uh, was 102 years old talking about the problems of being a child star. And if anyone knows, it's Baby Peggy. And then they talk to they do a lot about the um, the the tragedies, the the um, the what do we call it? The Different Strokes kids, River Phoenix, Corey Haim. You get all of those. There's a whole section about. Being sexualized as a te- as a young girl, in which like Jodie Foster and Natalie Portman and Sue Lyons from Lolita and Brooke Shields, they talk to all of them, and then they talk to the- some of the boys who have been molested by their managers. It's it just it's it's harrowing, and it's and it's it's stories that we know, but to hear these kids tell the stories, it's heartbreaking. But you're at the edge of your seat. There's um. You know, it, it, you hear the stories of Shirley Temple and, you know, Natalie Wood and Elizabeth Taylor, but then you also get the Stranger Kids thing, or the Stranger Things kids and Shia LaBeouf. Like, everybody is in this, and it's just absolutely fantastic. And if you have two hours, yeah?
5: Do they have, um, do they talk to our client, Neil Patrick Harris? Because he's someone that, like, was a child star and now is, like, still a star, you know, even and bigger, they, probably. They
0: don't have Neil um, in it. He's not one of the talking heads. Which is sort of an oversight because he, yeah, he, yeah he's perfect and he made the transition. where so, their narrative. Yeah, so few of them make that transition, you know. Um, one, of, one of the people they talk to is um, uh, David Henry, Henry, Th- Henry Thomas, the, the little kid from ET. Oh. Elliot. Oh. Yeah, Elliot from ET. And he just talks about how. The minute he turned thirteen, like nobody would look at him because he wasn't cute anymore, and like that he would go to to auditions, and they would come out and sort of like look, at, give him like an eye, and then run in and whisper about him, and then they'd be like, "Sorry, we aren't interviewing today," because like, oh. they just knew it was because he wasn't cute anymore, and it's so bad.
4: Were there any stories that were absolutely positive? This was a great experience for my kid, and our life turned out wonderful.
0: She's asking for a friend.
3: <laughs>
4: um,
0: a couple of them. Evan Rachel Wood is somebody who managed to, to make the transition, and she's she's got her head together. Will Wheaton is somebody who has a whole different career now, is like a nerd god, and he can look back on it. Um, uh, Mara Wilson, the little girl from Matilda, she um, is somebody who went through a rough – Transition, but now she's a writer and she's um, happily out of the business, but she seems like a lovely, lovely girl. And so there are some people who have done it, but then you have your Todd Bridges and your, uh, you know.
4: Lindsay, Lindsay Lohans. Lohan. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Lindsay, definitely.
4: Poor
1: oh, Lindsay. That's Showbiz Kids, which is on HBO. So um, I have a movie, number five. Number five. Have you heard of this movie Archive? archive. It's like aliens. It's, well, it's, or it's like, robots. It's a robots, sci-fi right. movie. Yes. Yes. It's yeah, a sci-fi robots. movie. Yeah. Um, this guy, uh, Theo James. I love Plays. Theo James. Oh so my God, cute. he's so handsome. James, Don't you have time. to watch this because if you like Theo James, it's the Theo James Fest. I mean... He's fully clothed, but it's basically just him and a few robots. And wasn't so he you, type
0: virgin Where wasn't that? Was his big series? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this film is is like it's like a sort of dream. You that it, it begins. It's in this. You just don't know where it is. It's a sort of winter wasteland. It turns out it's like somewhere in northern Japan, and he's running through the woods, and he's at some sort of rundown facility. And he's supposed to be rebooting this facility. But what he's also doing is building robots. And the reason he's building robots is he's trying to recreate, it's like Frankenstein. He's trying to recreate his girlfriend. It's a very hard movie to talk about without giving it away. Um, It's directed by Gavin Rothery. It's his first film. Um, But he basically did work on Moon, that uh, Duncan Jones film. David Bowie's son made that film Moon. And he designed all that. And it's absolutely, it is so beautiful. It's kind of like 2001 in terms of that sort of measured, minimalist, very quiet. Or, you know, those scenes in Alien, when they begin. Alien's very slow starting and just moving down corridors and nothing's, and you get this like, Creepy sense that something horrible is going to happen, like this um, shining. Yeah, it, it, yes, it's definitely got that sort of feel. And another movie, Ex Machina, but oh, yeah, so good. I wish I could talk about more, but I, I would just, I mean, the one thing I will say is that a, there is a twist at the end that is worthy of the sixth sense. I tell you, it's just amazing. It's it, very rarely do I see a film and I'm like, I've got to watch it again. Uh, really? I went with Nolan, and Nolan was bored out of his mind. <laughs> it, that, <laughs> well, that's
0: sort of a leitmotif in this show, is that you subject poor Nolan to these things, and he's always bored out of his mind.
1: It's a terrible horrors, exactly. So <laughs> he did like Archive, but I love Archive, and you can rent it on um, iTunes. Yeah. Okay, I mean, okay. Yeah. Well, you had me
0: at Theo James, so...
1: <laughs> I, yeah, that's all I had to say, really. Theo James... <laughs> Let's take a break. Blake, got a question?
6: I do. Today's July 31st, so it's this famous author's birthday, and they share their birthday with their most recognized character. Who's the author and what's the character?
1: You're listening to the WOW Report on Radio Andy with our quiz master, Blake Jacobs, and we'll have the answer right after the break. You're listening to World of Wonders' WOW Report,
0: things that make us go Wow.
1: Welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton. We are here with the three manscapers, stars of Backyard Envy from Bravo. <laughs> I do have a quick question. Before Blake answers that question. I have a quick question. What was the most outrageous thing you've been asked to do as manscapers? Oh, oh
2: God. Not on this show. Not on the show. Not on the. Not during the breaks of the show, but in life. <laughs> but in life.
5: Wait, not
0: do only. people
2: require you to be shirtless
0: and and working out in a jock strap? Is, is anyone re- They is don't.
5: Nobody asks. You don't have to ask. It's okay. They're
0: going to ask.
5: Clients ask our guys to put their shirts back on. They're like, <laughs> why are they have their shirts off right now?
1: You're <laughs> having a cigarette. I'm to now. I'm good. I'm good. At it.
5: Yeah, exactly. They're like, uh, okay. <laughs>
1: Where you can tune in and see them naked, I suppose, on Tuesday, <laughs> August 4th, 10pm. Naked-ish, did you right? See,
5: did you see our new promo on Bravo? It's really sexy. It's, like, very <laughs> sexual.
0: It it's, wrong? like,
5: it's kind of crazy. It's it's good. We'll put it's it up good. on Bravo News yeah.
0: today so everyone can watch it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, like, a flavor. close-up nipple...
4: <laughs> we had a whole nipple gate for about a whole yeah. last Sunday trying to figure out whose nipple that was. Yeah, we didn't know whose
0: nipple it was.
5: It turns out it was none of ours. We,
0: yeah. Turns oh, out
2: it was Keith
0: uh, e. Sims or Tom. Yeah. It was mine.
2: Speaking of Blake, let's do that trivia question answer. Okay, so it's this
6: famous author's birthday today, and they shared their birthday with their most recognized character. So, who's the author, and what's the character?
5: James. Uh, it, I mean, it's Jake gotta be J.K. Rowling, right?
6: Oh, yes. Oh, oh there you go. Oh. She only has one character. And Harry Potter's, really? first. Yeah. Well, huh. I was, I was going to
4: say
0: that.
5: She's like a Republican now, right? Or something. Oh,
0: she's a, she's a transphobe. <laughs> she's horrible. We hate her. Oh, right? transphobe. That's it. Transphobe. 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 Left yeah. A yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, we don't like.
0: Her. Well, congratulations. I never would have gotten that. <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on with our countdown of the top 10 things that make us go well. We've reached number four, Tom. Number four. You know how I try,
2: but I never succeeded avoiding politics in this countdown. But this was a little entertaining and a sign of the apocalypse. The Bright Bart Doctors. Did you see those doctors?
5: So crazy. Didn't Madonna retweet it?
2: Oh,
0: I know know who you're talking about. Yeah.
4: Did you see it?
2: The Madonna, it's... It's been it's taken bad. down because it's full of lies, but it's a bunch of, like, people. They should have said, I'm not a real doctor, but I play one on the Breitbart channel. It was a live stream that got, they said 400,000, but I had a cousin live streaming it. I was watching it, and I was just like, this is the this is beyond soap opera bad acting. This is beyond... Cheap Canadian content, you know. It's like it was just bad acting, and it's a woman who claimed to have a cure for COVID, and 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 the started trending hashtag Demon semen, which is like the <laughs> nickname for James. And, um, well, her, her,
0: because her name, her Doctor, what is her name? Um, I don't, uh, don't know Amanda her name. I
2: publicity. But one of the crazy doctors believes, in addition, to that she has a cure for COVID, which she doesn't. That uh, de- that that seem demons like. You have sex with them at night and they cause illness and homosexuality. The crazy thing is I have relatives, so I know I'm not alone, who believe this That it's like, I watch and think, ah, ha, 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 in our liberal bubble, they believe it. And when it was taken down because it's full of lies, they think that it's a conspiracy taking down their lies.
0: Um, They believe that the the government is full of reptiles, that it's actually being run by a group of reptiles that um, alien DNA is what is what will solve COVID and the, all sorts of crazy things. But the Eric Trump retweeted this and then um, it, then Donald Trump tweeted it, retweeted it, too. Oh, and God. Both, they both got taken off Twitter or no? he got to Eric. Or Donald Trump Jr. got taken off for 11 hours. But then Madonna retweeted it and said that this woman is her idol. And so I, I'm, sure. oh, well, I'm
2: officially oh, done defending Madonna on that one. I'm
1: sorry. Yeah, but, I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, she what really is going me. on with her that she would say it? it's just so odd. I mean, I. I like her or love her, she doesn't seem to be a completely loony person. Uh, but is that's...
0: getting a little loony, I think, in her in her old age. Or something about the pandemic, because remember when she was test? She said she tested positive for COVID, and so she was she said she was going to drive around and breathe in COVID air to get it more. Yeah, remember she did that a couple months ago. Like I just feel like, and then she doubles down. She refuses to apologize, which is very Trumpian. And so it's just it's I, I just wonder. I feel bad for her, and I feel bad for her fans like you two who refuse to ever
1: disavow her because she's just. I'm I'm taking a break. I I, look. I'm not going to defend her, but I because I missed this whole story, and I'm so grateful to you guys for this explanation because I started seeing hashtag Demon Seed, and I'm thinking, where can I get them? What's going on? (laughs) <laughs> if you're not if you if you don't pay attention or you don't you're not on twitter suddenly you're thinking what the fuck is going on I, now it all makes sense
2: and the misinformation went like millions and millions of people saw it in one day before they could even take it down so i and I, I don't say this is doom or gloom because i'm like bring it on like i will take i mean i'm sure we're all going to end up you know crazy but like I posted something like, "So God forbid you become really sick. Are you going to go to John Hopkins or the Breitbart doctors?" You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's like people just want things for their own convenience. But you know, we're fighting insanity among our own families, among our own pop
1: idols. So we'll see where it lands, but. I will just refer you back to the uh, singularity theory of all conspiracy theories, which we talked about last week. is a fabulous article on Vice News that talks about how all these conspiracy theories, having been in their own separate lanes, are now converging into one mega epic pandemic of madness. I think. You know? Well, I, I just wanted to remember when the Bill Barr's
0: testimony over the over the last week, um, when he was testifying before Congress. And he mentioned just offhand something about pizza delivery, which is a anonymous thing about child molesting rings out of a pizza parlor that Hillary Clinton was supposedly involved with. And everybody just immediately thought that he was saying that Hillary was about to be arrested tomorrow because he mentioned pizza. And that
1: like every these whole these weird little conspiracy bubbles. I, I mean, I, I know we should move on, but I just have to chime in because. Uh, I'm, I'm reading a lot about Trump at the moment and televangelism and a lot of Trump supporters are, are devout believers in the Bible and they believe that, you know, when Trump tweets and it's got spelling mistakes and random capitalizations, they believe that's all, there are no mistakes, that like the Bible, like as God is incapable of making error and so every word of the Bible is true, So Trump is divine and incapable his tweets are incapable of having mistakes, and at all these random capitalizations in his tweets, he's speaking in code Um, about and- if you remember
0: my my yeah. theory is that when he typed confetti, remember the famous truck tweet was that was a that was um, a code for the word confetti, which means shred everything now. And everybody ran to because it was right as the Mueller report was being announced. And I thought that meant run and go shred all your papers now and make confetti out of it.
2: We've got trouble right here in River City. That starts with T and that rhymes right, with P and that stands for pool.
1: same logic same logic exactly no you're totally right but it's interesting isn't it how sticky it is or how fascinating it is i mean even to us who don't believe it any of it we you know it's like a shiny object or something anyway we're we're gonna move on we're gonna move on to number three
5: what's the number number
1: three Number three. three, I'm glad you
0: asked. It's number three, is what we're at, and I'm going to talk about something that is absolutely true. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is something that is actually happening. It's the rise of the planet of the baboons, and it's today's, uh, it's this week's news of the weird story that I wanted to talk to. It was out of the UK paper, The Sun, has been reporting uh, that. At nowsley Safari Park in Merseyside, do you know Merseyside uh, in UK, Benton? Yes. Well, yes. They've, been oh, they've been having a problem. They've been having a problem with park baboons who have been roaming about with knives, screwdrivers, and one of them has a, a chainsaw and has been running around these baboons with a chainsaw, and they're terrorizing the the zoo people, and it's um. You know it's always a bit of a problem when you have these drive-through parks where with the monkeys because the monkeys always swarm on the cars and all of a sudden you'll have like 50 baboons banging on your windshield and it's just terrifying but somebody has armed them now with these weapons and so you have these weaponized monkeys racing around and it's uh uh it's absolutely terrifying they don't know whether they broke into a van like a worker's van and stole their tools or if somebody is weaponizing them for some nefarious covert thing or whether it's just some sort of prank but it's a problem and i just wanted to point out that it we this might be something that our simian overlords are are about to happen with planet of the apes is about to happen any minute now
3: gaboons with chainsaws maybe we need to hire them
0: <laughs> yeah, put them to
5: work.
3: Yes.
1: cut down the shrubs. <laughs>
5: we already have baboons with chainsaws, Garrett.
1: <laughs> well, I'm sort of playing for time because my number two, number two is. Um, has anyone seen I May Destroy You? Yes,
5: yes. on HBO. Okay.
1: Right? Tell me what you guys think. It's it's I May Destroy You. It's a it's a British drama series. It's on um, HBO. Netflix. It's on HBO, that's right. Yeah. And it's by Michaela Cole. She stars in it. She wrote it. She's, she's gorgeous. It. Oh, st-
5: can't take your eyes off oh, her. Oh, you can't. She's like magnifying. Mag- yeah, magnetic. um, And great actress. I, I like it. I like three episodes It's
1: a little Drag Race bug, thank you. Wait, it's what? It's a series. <laughs> she's been on Drag Race, yes. She's- she's- oh, she, she
5: was made. on Drag Race UK. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Got it. I thought you. I thought you were just saying... We have a UK drag race.
1: <laughs> Which
5: is sometimes fun. I do for to happen. We know. <laughs> but tell me about what, what is it about? She gets like sexually assaulted in the first episode, and she has a faint memory of it. And she, but she doesn't believe that it's a sexual assault. She has a memory of a man basically having sex with her up above, like, and that's it. And she's trying to piece together something that happened. On that night, and it's sort of, it's kind of like memento, like it goes backwards, like from where it happened, and she's piecing it all together. But I have that's as far as I've
2: gotten. Because she did a show called Bubblegum before this, right? That I love to. Bubblegum.
0: Oh my god, it's her! I think she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: love her. I loved her. I love her in Drag Race. Has loved her as a person and her presence. I haven't seen this yet because it sounds like a lot, but it's a lot. I, I hear it's amazing, and I hear the 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 business behind the scene thing is. Netflix wanted it but she held out and did it with HBO so she could own the property and I love wow. it, it's such a personal I'm told it's such a personal piece it couldn't you know it's not manufactured
1: it's a very authored curated kind of idea it's um it's, and her story. Story. it's her own personal story she she was writing her next book or, and she did go out and she had an evening out and she kind of had a blackout incident and got raped and but it's, it's really intense. I'm, I'm about yeah, six episodes in. just don't know how I feel about it. Like, it's brilliant. There's no question it's brilliant. But it's like, I find it every, watching every episode, even though they're only like half an hour long, it's just so traumatic and, and not... Well, not, now, not wrong, did, you know? did
0: you get a chance to watch Euphoria, another HBO show that was very dark? And, yeah. And you watched it? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: And I... What did you love that? I mean, where, were you yeah, playing?
5: it's very yeah. different. They The style is, looks the same, but Euphoria had like more of a lightness to it. This is yeah. very um, I'd
2: heard, heard Euphoria was really dark and you're saying there was a light.
5: Compared <laughs> to this show.
2: I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know, so. Well, you know, there was that um, Mark Ruffalo
0: one that was just out the, Um, uh, where he plays the twins I, that was an HBO. thing. yeah,
5: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's that's very hard to get through. True. That's it's it's you know mental illness and and uh, dealing with, with the, in your family and and I I can't get through. I, you watch an episode, you want to go cry in the shower for an hour. You know. Yeah,
5: yeah. It seems like HBO has like either that or like Bob the Drag Queen, Eureka, and <laughs> Shangela
0: in the desert. Like it's so a little schizophrenic.
5: Very actually, oh, oh, very wow. like a tear jerker too.
0: Well, has anyone had any repressed memories ever? If you you ever, is anyone here?
5: The the list is,
2: you know. (laughs) I don't think I have. No, I don't think I have.
0: I just recently, I was in the shower, speaking of, and I thought that I had one. And I've been asking my family if something happened when I was a kid and I can't get a definitive answer out of them and everyone is acting like I'm crazy, but I I had a weird, like something about the pandemic and just being inside my head so much, all of a sudden I'm like going through my childhood with a fine tooth comb. Wow. I I see your next book. It's it's all
1: coming out. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Um, That's I May Destroy You on HBO, but I wanna get your, we're doing a t-shirt. Uh, Person, man, woman, November, it's a t-shirt for sale now in (laughs) Wow's online store. 100% of the proceeds are going to the National Coalition on Black Civil Participation. Um, So you just go to the store.worldofwonder.net, and if you put in the code Emmy, because of our nominations this week, uh, you'll get 13% off. So yay. Hey, awesome. when we come back, we'll reveal the number one thing that made us go wow this week. You're listening to the Wow Report on Radio Andy.
0: You're listening to World of
1: Wonders Wow Report:
0: Things That Make Us Go Wow.
1: And welcome back to the Wow Report. I'm Fenton here with Jane St. James and Tom, and the Manscapers, who Yay! Say- he returns to Bravo on Tuesday, August 4th. So, um. What was the number one thing? Oh, Tom, this is you.
2: Before we go to number one, I just want to say, because I know that the uh, Backyard Envy folks are big RuPaul's Drag Race fans. And we're thrilled and excited that this week the Emmys were announced and we got 13 nominations for RuPaul's Drag Race. Congratulations, guys. That is a testament to the Queens, an amazing season. Uh, the crew and queens finished the scene, the, the show, COVID from home from their home, you know, with computers and sending us footage. So it's really, you know, uh, we won a couple of them, but it's like it's always a, a, an amazing for this big gay boy who grew up as a little gay boy to know that there's a show like Drag Race, which is so unabashedly queer, it gets that kind of recognition and just knowing that we're, you know, we got all it means is we have one more year out of that, so that's good. I think um,
0: and you mentioned I, was saying that this year the Emmys are going to be very different. That you're you you don't have to dress up because they're doing it from well, from home,
2: right? I hope so because I don't have anything that fits my waist anymore. Just <laughs> same, um, but number one, number one. Um, and we I'm not trying to lump them all together. So many people have passed, and there's two that I want to us we want to mention. We want to honor. One is Lady Red Couture. Yeah, it uh, was a local L.A. drag queen, kind of living legend, best known maybe or mo- most popularly known as a, a, a regular on Hey Queen, which is a, a digital show that also plays on Netflix, where Johnny McGovern inter- 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 interviews all the great drag queens, including the drag race queens. And uh, I, I don't know the circumstances. I've just read the obituaries and uh, she was omnipresent and had a lot of love and and. And really, really beloved,
0: yes, especially yeah. within like the LA community scene, and and she was um she's such an ally for Drag Race, you know. Hay Queen is somebody that has always been supportive of the queens of the Drag Race girls, and she's somebody who was a larger than life personality. She was a, a a big, brash, beautiful, fabulous. Thank you. Character, and it was uh, came out of the blue, and it's very sad, and we all. Tip our hat to tip our wigs to, to Lady Red Couture. Um, go ahead, because
2: because I have a couple that I wanted to mention as well, but I know you wanted to talk about I mean, the one that I want to is is I, I was uh, uh, you know Representative John Lewis passed this week at 80 years old. Congressman um, born in 1940, uh, at age 19 and 20 was integral in the uh, civil rights movement with Martin Luther King. He uh, uh, organized the first three marches in Montgomery Alabama where they marched over that bridge which I didn't forget the name of it but they recently drove his coffin over there he was uh, he's been resting in state his funeral happened on Thursday three US presidents George W Bush President Clinton and Barack Obama uh, eulogized him and beautifully and if, and if you get a chance to see Obama's eulogy it's amazing there's also and I was going to read it to you but I won't I won't take up the time but in the New York Times on Thursday July 30th um, he had written an op ed piece, Representative John Lewis, uh, that he wanted to be published the day of his funeral. And w- what's amazing about him is A, I can't believe I knew about him, but I didn't know enough about him. So, what are we going to do about that? How can we educate ourselves? Maybe I have spent too much time listening to the Kardashians, and I need to know a little bit more about our history. But this, I think of the civil rights movement, Martin Luther King, is another generation. This guy spanned these different generations. And if you read his op ed piece, he is so full of hope and optimism about. Cause black rights and civil rights uh, that you know he goes they're not progressive they go up and down they're fragile that you, you, you need to that they, you know, they they're in action you have to constantly renew and the fact that in his uh, in his final words published the day of his death he's still optimistic and still inspires me wow. uh, uh, you know again mm-hmm. I could focus a lot online and all the crappy stuff but I'm going to choose to focus on John Lewis who says you need to get into trouble the right kind of trouble and we need to shake shit up and do something about it. And uh, he
0: spent <laughs> his whole life getting into the right kind of trouble. Just a, yes. just a magnificent man. I um, uh, Jennifer just, Holliday. Before
1: you go on, Jake, just to chip in, uh, Dawn Porter directed a great documentary all about him called "Good Trouble." Uh, uh, I think you can stream uh, is, is streaming it's now. It's it this weekend. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Which not is not amazing. Apple. Prescient timing. I I guess he probably knew his days were numbered, as all our days are, but it's a fantastic documentary to be able to see what a life.
0: A life. I, I wanted to very quickly um, mention that Bridget Berlin had passed two weeks ago that we didn't get a chance to talk about who was one of the great Warhol superstars of the 1960s, who was just uh, another great character, just a, another big body, brassy woman. Um, and she, uh, I will, I think we should talk about her at some other point, but I, um, John Saxon is, was an uh, uh, actor who died from the 50s, 60s, and 70s. He was in the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. He was in every horror film, and he was such a handsome, handsome, handsome well, he
2: man. He turned off kind of like a Rock Hudson, right? He was one of those... Yeah, 50s, just 50s a big
0: hairy-chested, 50s I, you know, sex symbol. And he managed to just be in every movie, every TV show for 40 years, 40, 50 years. Um, also... Um, Kenza Yamamoto who was a designer in the 1960s and he was responsible for
1: Ziggy Stardust Bowie looks crazy yeah. wow. you know those
0: yeah.
1: big yeah. That he, did a, he did a
0: lot of the, the the Ziggy Stardust stuff and um also today we or yesterday we lost um Herman Kane and who had died of COVID after being at the Tulsa rally, the, T- the Trump rally, and saying that it didn't matter, wearing
2: masks was not important, and that's uh, sort of a less uh, than two weeks after Republican Herbert Kane, former presidential candidate, attended that Tulsa rally without a mask on. P- photo: He contracted COVID and it killed him. Yeah, so, yeah. So oh that, wow. as, that's that's sort of of killed interest. By and, hoax. Killed by liberal hoax.
0: Killed by the yeah the Democratic hoax, which I just wanted to you should have called
2: that doctor. <laughs> exactly. Just yeah. get some
1: demon semen, and
2: you're in college.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's all we got time for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Wear Report, Mel. Thank you, and your beautiful daughter, Gareth. Thank you, James. Thanks, thank, you. You, thank you. You. Thank you. Together, the our landscapers, and you are our heroes. Um, and watch, watch well, backyard nice. envy thank on brother. <laughs> meantime. James and Tom, same place, same time next week. Yeah. Until then, stay home or go that. out and, Thank you. A and do something that makes the world go wow. wow. wow.